0: Welcome back. It is hardline here on News Radio 930 WBen. Obviously, having some technical issues with our hotline. We'll have to get that worked out before tomorrow. Uh, but I am happy to to uh, now bring on State Senator George Borrello. Senator, good morning. Good morning. Good to be back on with you. Uh, Senator, before we get into the redistricting, uh, your comments on the the last week that you've seen up here in Western New York in Buffalo and also uh, your call for passage of the Mental Health
1: Reform Act. Well, uh, first of all, you know, as I said on the floor of the Senate, uh, uh, Western New York always comes together and you're seeing that. uh, But there's no doubt that this was a grim reminder that there is evil in this world. And uh, we really have to address the fact that we have allowed uh, you know, people to, to live in this virtual world where there are no consequences for their actions, and then they act that out in the real world. Uh, but there is no doubt that we have really uh, deconstructed our mental health system. We have lost all kinds of mental health observation beds, especially in rural areas like I represent. Uh, we have allowed, you know, under the guise of you know, things like not wanting to stigmatize mental health, We've allowed this very small percentage of people with mental health issues uh, to go uh, essentially uh, untreated and unchecked. And uh, you know, this is not the first example. Unfortunately, it is a tragic example. Uh, but we absolutely have to strengthen our mental health system. I debated this on the floor before Michelle Go was tragically pushed in front of that train. And I, because uh, uh, Kendra's law, I knew Kendra Webdale. She, her and I went to school together, and I we needed to strengthen that law, and we did not. And the reason that was given in the debate. Was we could potentially violate someone's civil rights, which, quite frankly, for liberal Democrats, isn't typically a problem for them anyway. So I don't understand why we wouldn't do this and take that extra measure. We also have to take, I, I believe, bring back the death penalty. There's no doubt in my mind that this guy had no intention of dying last Saturday. He he wore a Kevlar helmet. He wore body armor. And when he and when he was cornered, he put the gun under his neck and he never pulled the trigger. That tells me that he did not want to die that day. And perhaps if he knew that the consequences of his actions would be the death penalty, he might have thought twice.
0: Well Senator, we, we, we look forward to uh, following that up um, as well and I, I know we're getting close to the end of the session here, but we will uh, keep our eyes on that. During this week we also had the, the special master put out the new districts in New York and as I said before I brought you on, we are seeing you know uh, um, people on the left side of the aisle not too happy with the new map. Um, where are you where are you on the right? Where are you looking at these new maps? What do you think of the special masters uh, districts?
1: Well, certainly not perfect, but I would say overall fair. And that's all we as Republicans were looking for was a fair chance. And not just fair, but also constitutional. Keep in mind that the people of New York state that in a constitutional amendment, that they wanted to take this backroom deal making and gerrymandering out of, of, the, uh, uh, of the redistricting process. That's what the people of New York voted for. And this was commandeered and the independent redistricting process was sabotaged so that they could – so the Democrats in one-party rule could absolutely gerrymander their way into furthering their stranglehold on on New York politics. And and that was deemed unconstitutional and thrown out. So I would say that while they're not perfect, they are fair, and it gives all of us a fair chance.
0: Is this what's going to now be the norm, sending – Uh, having an original drawing by the majority party and then having that sent to a special master? Because as we see, judges in New York, um, uh, uh, obviously this time around, deemed it unconstitutional. Will this in 10 years, is this what we're going to be seeing again, a special master having to draw these districts because of um,
1: the lack of agreement in Albany? Well, I hope not uh, because well, this happened with the congressional maps 10 years ago where it was drawn by a special master. But since then we did have the, the people of New York speak and create this constitutional amendment. So I hope that this will serve as a lesson for the future that, that we should not try to sabotage the process and that we should allow the independent redistricting process and the system that was in place to work. You know, it was a uh, five people appointed by the Democrats, five people appointed by the Republicans and they were supposed to uh, produce uh, independent maps That kept like communities together and uh, with no concern for the preservation of either one party's rule over another or to preserve incumbency. That was their charge. And by the way, it sounds like at the beginning they were actually um, completing that mission, but then politics got involved and it was sabotaged. And we look at the the uh,
0: congressional districts now in this new map. And as we know, uh, a few weeks ago, Congressman Tom Reed um, resigned, leaving that open. Special election there. Um, State Senator, are you uh, interested in running for Tom Reed's old seat? Yeah,
1: you know, I was certainly interested uh, in serving the people in the, in the best capacity that I can. Uh, and I was uh, interested uh, in that seat. But, you know, as you're probably aware, the new 23rd congressional district now uh goes up into southern erie county uh including orchard park where congressman chris jacobs lives and uh you know chris has been a great partner i worked with him in the state senate uh, he's been uh, I, bu- I believe uh, an outstanding representative for our region and uh, and uh he has indicated that he will run for the 23rd congressional district and i wish him well I will support him, and uh, I look forward to working with him.
0: Looking at that 23rd, at that new district, now that the special master has drawn the map, do you think that that is a district that is fair
1: and will be able to be evenly represented? Uh, I believe so. Uh, when you look at Southern Erie County, and keep in mind, you know, I live right on the border of Chautauqua County and Erie County in, in Sunset Bay, uh, and the areas of Southern Erie County that are included in the 23rd are, for the large part, rural, uh, You know, very agricultural Uh, as is uh, uh, most of the 23rd congressional district and this new district doesn't stretch as far east as the current 23rd and and certainly not as far as the gerrymandered district of the democrats true which i think is 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 largely uh, a a good fair representation and an opportunity for representation Uh, i i will say if there's one you know uh if there is one significant change is that uh, Erie County now will be the largest county even just the portion of it that's in the 23rd will be the largest county uh, in the 23rd congressional district by far so that does uh, you know that does uh, kind of lean things one way but overall it's western New York and uh, I think that the areas that are in that district are you know are very much like communities and, and I do believe overall you will see fair representation for everyone from one tip of the district to the other. You know, we
0: see the the special election now for the current 23rd district, you know, to hold the
1: seat for a few months. Should that even take place? Well, it has to because the law that was passed here, and and I support that law being passed because what has happened in the past is the governor had total control as to whether or not a special election was called. That's how I ended up in the Senate, Uh, you know, after the abrupt resignation of my predecessor, Uh, There was a we went for the the better part of a year in the uh, in in this Senate district, the state Senate district, without a representative. And that caused a lot of damage that I'm still dealing with now uh, because the governor chose just not to call a special election. And and, and Cuomo's history was if it was Republican, we don't have a special election. If the Democrat held seat, we will. Uh, And that should not be allowed. That's why uh, I supported the law that would force that special election. So. In this case, unfortunately, the timing is horrible, uh, and, uh, it's going to really be, uh, you know, a, a difficult situation. It's going to be very expensive for local governments to hold all these elections, but we really wouldn't probably be facing any of this if the, the original redistricting process had followed the law and the Constitution and not been sabotaged. So, uh, this may have been the kind of the last, uh, part of that destructive, uh, change that, that, it, that purposely happened, but, uh, we're going to have to deal with it. I hate to put you on the
0: spot, but knowing that someone has to fill that seat for a few months, is there anyone you would throw your support behind?
1: Well, you know, I think from a logical standpoint, and again, I'm not an expert on everything at the federal level. But from a logical standpoint, it would seem that it would it would make sense uh, for Chris Jacobs to fill out that seat, uh, you know, and that's a and and I know there's talk of having a placeholder, uh, and I think for whatever will amount to maybe four or five months. To get on the ground uh, and to, to create an infrastructure, hire people, uh, you know, things like that. I just don't think it's uh, worthwhile endeavor for a brand new person that's never been in Congress before. So it makes sense to me uh, that, uh, especially being that the end of the year and there's you know there's quite a few breaks in, in the uh, you know, in session for Congress between uh, when this person will will take office and the end of the year. It would seem to make sense and be less disruptive to have that to have it happen
0: that way. You know, as I mentioned, we're, we're getting toward the end of the session. Uh, we, uh, we know you are um, urging the pass of the Mental Health Reform Act. Anything else you'd like to see done in Albany uh, before everyone goes home for break?
1: Well, I think there's a number of things we'd all like to see. Unfortunately, I think a lot of the, the rest of the session is going to be hyper political. Uh, you know, because let's face it, we, we should have and should still repeal the disastrous bail reform reform laws. Uh, and discovery reform laws that have made New York State much more violent and dangerous. Uh, that would certainly love to, I would love to see that on the agenda, but that probably won't be. Uh, there are several things that have been done. Uh, I've called on the governor, continue to call on the governor to not lower uh, the sixty hour threshold for our farmers. Our farmers are already under a tremendous amount of stress, uh, and most of it caused by bad policy out of Albany. You know we have the boot on the neck of, of our agriculture industry, which is not only bad for them, but bad for all of New Yorkers who rely on having the you know the, the access to food that we need from our local farmers. So I'm hopeful that those things will happen, but I am also hopeful that with the bipartisan support uh, of the Mental Health Reform Act, that we can hopefully get that done before the end of the session.
0: What, uh, I got another question for you. As we know, starting in a few weeks, the beginning of June, we will see the suspension of the gas tax. But you know, in New York State, we are now seeing gas a lot higher than it was when this was passed a month ago. Is there anything else that New York State could be doing to lower the prices of gas um, more than the, what they have cut from the tax, uh, gas tax?
1: Well, there's a lot of things, but let's go back to the, to, to the real issue here, and that's the fact that uh, we have to rely on the enemies of our nation now, thanks to the Biden administration, uh, for our energy. And no one should be surprised by this. No one should be surprised by the high price of gas. This was a campaign promise from Joe Biden, and it is backed up here in New York. They are trying to destroy our traditional forms of energy. And when you do that, with supply and demand, prices will go up. Add to that the supply chain issues, not only the supply chain issues, but workforce issues. In New York State, people just don't have to work. To this day, in New York State, you can quit your job and still collect unemployment. All you have to say is, I fear catching COVID at work should not be allowed. Uh, and uh, so all this is a combination of all of these things that have led to high inflation, uh, to workforce issues, to supply chain shortages. None of this should be a surprise. This was the plan from the beginning.
0: State Senator George Borello, uh, I apologize for the beginning uh, technical issues, but happy to have you on. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you so much. That is State Senator George Borrello on many topics, but um, also on the redistricting the new map that we have seen uh, from the special master and as as he said he hopes this isn't the new norm but with the uh, toxic energy in Albany and the uh, uh, this is just I don't like to do commentary on this show but I, I think in 10 years, I think we'll probably see it again unless something changes with the political climate. Speaking of the political climate, when we come back, three staffers fired from Assemblyman Pat Burke's office. They join me in studio on Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN.